and clap unto the Lord and love Him and let Him know how much we adore Him and appreciate Him. Lord Jesus, we bless Your name. Lord Jesus, we honor Your name. Lord Jesus, we praise Your name. Church, a kind church, 
and always willing to give, always willing to help out in any way you can. Amen. Every one of you, I want you to know how special you are to me and especially to the Lord um, for just how you are and what you're doing in this hour. Keep striving to be all that you can in Christ. Keep striving to be all that you can be in Christ. Before you know it, you'll be able to look back and say, wow, look where the Lord has brought us from. We can do it now. Look back and say, wow, look where the Lord has brought us from. And if we keep living and we keep on going on this journey that he's taking us on, we're going to look back again and say, wow, look where the Lord has brought us from. So this is the time to just hunker down and just get more into Jesus as much as you can and go forward. Uh, let's let's continue to pray uh, for our family members. We want to see our family saved. Anyone, anybody want to see their family saved? I want to see all of my family saved. And and let me tell you something. Don't worry about. Sometimes we're praying for our families to be saved, and 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 we look at their life and we say, my goodness, it just 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 no way. You know, they they, they just don't look like. They want to be saved. They don't look like they can ever be saved. And you're praying up a storm, hoping and trusting that God will reach them and they'll respond. And But don't look at their actions when you're praying for them. I, don't worry about what they're doing or not doing. You can't control what they're doing or not doing. What you can control is your prayer. Just petitioning God to say, God, save my son. God, save my brother. God, save my sister. God, save my nephew. Save my children. Save my mother. Save my grandmother. Save my aunt, my uncle, my cousins. You know, just just keep on praying that way and let God handle it. If God can't do it, neither can we. (laughs) So there's no need to worry about their actions. Just keep on lifting their name up unto the Lord. So pray for our family and uh, pray for continue to pray for the Thomases and the Scarlet and um, pray for their family. They have family all over and as we know in this uh, time uh, family cannot travel and we can't get together like we want to to do what we need to do but keep those things in your prayer so we will see and pray for our service this morning. Amen? Amen. So let's stand and let's go before the Lord in prayer then we will um, do our offering and keep things moving right along and get into the word of God. So thankful that you're able to join us this morning for our service, our Resurrection Sunday service. We're grateful that you can join us and worship with us. Amen. We are a church that are Christ-centered. Christ is the central focus of this church, and we plan to continue to be sure he is the central focus of this church. And so I want you to pray with me this morning for our families, for our church service. I want you to pray that God will help us today, that God will anoint me, and that God will speak to you and touch you and do a miracle in your life right where you are this morning. So let's pray together as we call on the name of the Lord. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we call on your name, your matchless name, your powerful name, the name that's above every name, the name that every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, the name of Jesus Christ, that heavenly name we call upon this morning. As your children, Lord God, we stand this morning asking and petitioning, Lord God, that you, Lord God, will move upon this church today. 
And as you use me to speak your word, to echo your word, as you use me, Lord God, to rightly divide the word of truth, as you use me this morning, I pray that your anointing will flow freely like it's never flown upon me. I pray that you'll stir up the gift of the Holy Ghost that is inside of me and allow me to be your oracle this morning. And Lord, I pray for every person that have tuned in, every person that have joined together under this banner. And I pray, Lord God, that you uh, will give them a visitation like you've never given them. Uh, in right where they are, in their home, wherever they are. I pray in the name of Jesus uh, that the power of the Holy Ghost, uh, the glory of the Lord will come into their home uh, and overshadow them. Uh, I pray for miracles, Lord God, to take place uh, right where they are this morning. Uh, I pray, Almighty God, uh, that you will show them, uh, that you will extend your power towards them and let your will be done in their life. In the name of Jesus, I pray, Lord God, that you'll draw people, oh God, into this service today, wherever they are. Cause them, Lord God, to tune in. Cause them, Almighty God, to begin to hear, to listen, to watch. Cause them, Almighty God, to hear what the Spirit is saying unto them. Cause them, Almighty God, to be drawn, oh God, to this service today. And I pray that you will save them to the uttermost. That you will heal them and deliver them. In the name of Jesus, I pray Lord God, touching and agreeing with this church family. That Lord, today, as we call on your name for salvation for our families, for their families, we pray, oh God, that we will see this great miracle of our family members, Lord God, being saved. Of our family members, oh God, eyes being opened and coming towards you and obeying the truth. I pray, Lord God, the hand of God will begin to work in a mighty way in our families, oh God. And Lord, our family members will be saved. Our family members will be touched by the power of God. Our family members will be born again of the water and of the Spirit. Oh God, I pray, thy kingdom come and thy will be done. Lord, will you hear our petition and our prayers this morning? For we need you, Lord. You can do it, but we can't. We're asking, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, let it be so according to thy will. Go ahead, clap your hands unto the Lord, and give him a shout of praise, and thank him for his goodness, his kindness, and his mercy. Jesus, I love you. Jesus, I adore you. Jesus, there is none like you. Church, I feel something in my spirit this morning. Jesus, is alive. Jesus is doing something that we, oh God, don't really know about. But we worship you and we thank you this morning in Jesus' name. Come on, let's clap our hands unto the Lord one more time. Amen. Hallelujah. Again, thank you for joining us and being a part of our service. Hope my sister have joined us this morning. Hope my father-in-law have joined us this morning. Hope some family and friends have joined us this morning. I hope we have folks that's just going to listen to the Word of God. I believe God has something to say. And um, if you will hear what the Word of God is saying and respond in obedience, God will do something amazing in your life. Somebody say amen. 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 Somebody say it's offering time. Offering time. (laughs) Hallelujah. Remember I told you and I want to continue to 
just mention this, that we are just doing what we've always done in church. We're doing live stream, but nevertheless, we have to do what is the will of God and do things according to the word of God. And God command us that we may bring our tithes and our offering into the storehouse. That is a commandment. Just like the commandment says that we must love the Lord thy God with all of our heart, all of our mind, all of our soul, all of our, all of our strength, and love our neighbor as ourselves. That's a commandment. But bringing our tithes and offering into the storehouse, that's a commandment as well. Amen. And so if I'm going to be uh, uh, the, the, the pastor and teacher of the word that I need to be, I have to teach you all of the Bible, not some of the Bible, <laughs> not the part I, I like and the part that I don't. I got to teach you everything. Amen. And so whether we like it or feel good about it or not, if it's the Bible, if it's God's word, then we do it. And so I know that many of us are challenged financially in this time. But what I do know is if we obey God, God will provide for us in these financially challenged times. Amen. And so in, in Malachi, when he told us to bring all of our tithes and offerings into the storehouse, he says, I will rebuke the devourer. Amen. So there's, there's, a, there's a devourer that's trying to devour your, your finances, trying to devour all of what you have. And so God says, I will rebuke the devourer so he can't devour your things. And, and he says, and, 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 and he will be the one to deal with a canker worm and a palm worm that's trying to eat away your eat stuff. Away. And so when we give to God, we can be assured that even in the times where it's financially challenged, God will take care of us. God will see to it that we have what we need. And so that's one of the reasons, uh, yes, we got to obey the Word of God. But I'm telling you this in a very sensitive way, understanding that we're all probably challenged financially right now. But I want you to be in an advant advantageous position. When you give to the Lord, you put yourself in an advantageous position. If you don't give, then you put yourself in a disadvantaged position. Amen. And so that's all I'm trying to help with and trying to make sure we are in the right stead with the Lord, right position. So get your offering in your hand. Offering in your hand like I like to do. Offering in my hand. Amen. I see people with their offering in their hand. Amen. And so we're going to uh, pray this morning. Pray the blessings of God upon your offering. Amen. So let's uh, pray for our offering this morning. Don't forget, uh, you can give uh, by going on our website um, and just click on Give, and it will just take you through the process on how to give that way. Don't forget, you can also give by PayPal if you want to go to WayneWyatt77 at iCloud. You can go that way. Um, if you would like to reach out to Sister Patrice, she can um, help you with uh, your way of giving. And if you would just like to mail in your payment, you can mail it to 22 Concord Avenue, Hamilton, New Jersey, 08619, Christ Center Church. Um, appreciate all of you that has been given and, and continue to do what you know the Lord has commanded for you to do. Amen. We have, um, we have one brother that, that faithfully mailed in his payment. He just so, he just, so consistent and um, brother I appreciate you you know who you are that yeah. every week you just mail in your payment he does it through his banking system where he just you know do a few clicks and before you know it the bank is mailing out a check to your church and so brother you are a gentleman and a scholar 
you are Amen. you have a heart for God and you're just doing everything you can be encouraged my friend God is not through with you Amen. God has great things for you to do in the kingdom Amen. God is working in your life no matter what you think no matter how you see it trust me God is doing a great thing in your life my brother so continue to just keep him at the center of your life and continue to just keep your mind on him and keep witnessing to your family keep being an example to your family I believe you're going to reach your family in a great way. I believe many of your family members will come to Christ because of your consistency in God. So I appreciate you, my good brother. Amen. So it's offering time. Let's get our offering in our hand. We're going to pray. Father, we thank you for all your provision. We thank you, Lord God, for just making a way for us. We thank you, Lord God, for just making sure that we have what we need in this hour. Amen. Father, we're not given necessarily because we want to make sure we have what we need. We're given because we love you. And we will keep your commandments. And whatever it is that you're commanding us to do in this hour, Lord, that's what we will do. And so this morning we bring our tithes and our offering into the storehouse and Lord, I pray that you'll bless the givers this morning, that as they give, Lord God, that you'll multiply and give back to them as they have need. I pray for abundance of blessings that will be, oh God, poured out upon them. Jesus, we thank you for the privilege to give. We thank you, Lord God, for just, just health and strength and for all that you're doing. For those that don't have to give, Lord God, I pray that you'll make a way for them. I pray that you'll provide for them. I pray, Almighty God, that you will direct them and, Lord, for them to have what they need. And that you'll remind them it was you that made the way. We thank you this morning. Bless this offering and let it go for thine intended purpose. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Let everyone say amen. 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 Give. Give out of your heart. Give because you love the Lord. We're going to have the scarlet men to come, and they're going to play a selection right before the preaching of the Word of God. Amen. Amen. Amen.
Come on, clap your hands unto the Lord. Amen. For the Lord is good. Lord, we bless your name. We thank you this morning for your goodness. Amen. Thank you, Scarlet Men. We appreciate your uh, dedication and commitment to serving the Lord. I can't express enough how much I appreciate Brother Scarlett and his family. Amen. Faithful, faithful, faithful. Amen. And committed, committed, committed. And amen. I am so blessed and just grateful to be alongside them doing the work of the Lord. Amen. Somebody say it's time for the word. Amen. Hallelujah. I want to just tell you that I feel like the Lord just guided me, guided me to the word of the Lord that you will hear this morning. Um, God is doing something. He's up to something. And he's guiding me in in a way that is pretty amazing and just uh, taking me through the scriptures, almost making things uh, illuminate. You'll hear a little bit about that um, to what I need to do. And um, I just, I'm just so glad to serve him. I'm so glad to be a part of his church, a part of the body of Christ, uh, because God is up to something and God is doing something. Uh, church, listen to me very carefully. First thing I'm going to tell you is get into a position right now, wherever you are in your home, a position where you can worship the Lord this morning, where you can praise the Lord this morning as the word of God is being preached. Don't don't put yourself in a position where you just have to be comfortable and you can't move. The spirit of the Lord is going to move on you this morning. The word of God is going to speak to you this morning. And so I need for you to prepare yourself and position yourself so you're able to respond to the Lord this morning. There, there needs to be a response to the Lord. And here is something I feel very impressed to, to tell you in my heart. That is in my heart. And I've been saying it. And it, I never use fear or manipulation in any way in my uh, way of teaching and delivering the Word of God. I, I believe... God is all-powerful. I believe God is omniscient. And I know God is all-present. I I know those things. I don't have to help God out. So so you're not going to see me manipulate, or you're not going to see me uh, use fear. I I don't need to help God out that way, because God is the one ultimately that works in your heart and saves you. It's between you and the Lord for you to be saved. I am just the vessel that deliver his message and he uses to do whatever he wants to do, but he does the work. And so here is what I want to tell you this morning and I feel impressed to say to this congregation. If there's ever a time that we have the greatest opportunity to get saved and stay saved, it's right now. I know we've had pandemic years and years and if you look over uh, 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 generations and generations you will see that there were uh, epidemics and pandemics you'll see those things that taken place here's the difference between those times and right now if you study the scriptures Christ wasn't coming back then Christ wasn't coming back in the 1800s 
Christ wasn't coming back in, in, in so many of those times where we had experienced real pandemic and epidemic. According to the scripture to where our things were uh, uh, prophesied and, and how the scripture is leading us, he wasn't coming back those times. But if you study scriptures right now, right now, and try to figure out when will he come back, we can see that it could be any time now. Amen. And so, I am saying this, with all that is going on with this pandemic, we have been given an opportunity to not have as many obstacles to hinder us from seeking the Lord, hinder us from studying His Word, hinder us from praying, and here's a good one, hinder us from temptation. When you're inside your house, if you don't turn on that box and, and go to something that's not good, if you don't turn on that computer and go to something that you don't have any temptations. Amen. But when we go outside of our homes, that's where most of our temptations usually take place. So what I'm telling you is, this is the greatest opportunity we will have to get saved and stay saved. Here is what I'm concerned about. If we can't make that move right now, I don't know when we will. Because when, 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 when we go back to our normal way of living, and I say when because I do believe we will. When we go back to our normal way of living and things become normal to us again, guess what? We won't have the same time. We won't have all the opportunities. We won't be we, we, we won't be kind of you know protected from all the temptations. We'll go right back into all of these things that kept us busy and kept us off kilter and kept us from really just locking in with Jesus. Amen. This Come is on. our greatest opportunity to get saved and stay saved. And if we can't do it during this time, my God, I'm concerned. Will there ever be another time? That we can do it. Amen. And so I'm not saying that for any other reason other than I want you to think about it and realize this is your hour. This is your opportunity to get saved, stay saved, and let the Lord bring you closer to him as you give all of your heart and all of your mind and all of your soul to him. Share that with Amen. your loved ones. Share that with your friends. That this is the greatest opportunity we will have before Jesus returns to get saved and stay saved. Amen. Keep it in your heart. Keep regurgitating it and share it with others. Greatest hour to get saved and stay saved because this is an opportunity for that. Amen. Amen. If you have your Bibles with me, I want you to turn to Luke chapter 24. Verse 45, verse 45 through 53 is what we're going to read. Luke 24, we will start reading in verse 45. Amen. Hallelujah. All right. Feeling pretty good this morning. <laughs> I am seeing pretty good this morning. Again, church, I greet you all in the name of Jesus. I can just picture all your faces. Believe me. And, and, and you know, I check. I, can, I, can I tell you a secret? I check 
to see who tuned in and who didn't tune in. I'm taking attendance. <laughs> I don't know if you know that, but churches normally take attendance. So most people don't know that, but, but churches take attendance. And um, we don't take attendance and tell you. We just take attendance to know so we can know who to reach out to to say, hey, we miss you. We haven't seen you. So church, take attendance. If you are doing what God really called you to do as a shepherd, under shepherd, uh, you know, and leading his people, you will pay attention and try to figure out who is around, who is not around. And when they're not there, you try to reach out to make sure they're okay. So church, do take attendance. And this is is a pretty good way to take attendance because when we check, we check to see who has chimed in, who is uh, a part of the service. And so it's easy to track when you're doing it this way. Amen. And so make sure you're tuning in. Uh, I don't know what we can be doing right now to say I'm missing church. <laughs> oh my goodness. I don't know what we can be doing to say we miss church. Unless you are a healthcare physician and you're working all the time, listen, you should be able to get some church. And even if you're a healthcare physician, steal an opportunity to just go view real quick and see what's going on. Here's something that can encourage you so you can go back encouraged because, man, it's so challenging to do what you're doing today. So we shouldn't miss out right now. This is why I'm saying what I'm saying, that if this time we can't take this opportunity to get it together, I don't know when we're going to, because how busy are we now? This is the least busy we've ever been since we've known ourselves. The least busy. Now, we might be doing projects in the house, projects in the yard, but we chose to do those things because we're not busy, because we're not going out outside, going and doing all the things we used to do. So we should never miss church right now, Bible study or prayer meeting, because we have this opportunity to, do, to, to just tune in and do what we need to do. Luke 24, verse number 45, the word of the Lord says, then open he their understanding, that they might understand the scriptures, and said unto them, Thus it is written, and thus it behooved Christ to suffer, and to rise from the dead the third day. And that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name among all nations beginning at Jerusalem. Amen. And ye are witnesses of these things. And behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until ye be endued with power from on high. And he led them out as far as to Bethany, and he lifted up his hands and blessed them. And it came to pass, while he blessed them, he was parted from them and carried up into heaven. And they worshipped him and returned to Jerusalem with, joy, with great joy and were continually in the temple praising and blessing God. Amen. As I was reading, I can hear Sister Thomas reading aloud with me. 
Amen. Amen. <laughs> well, I'm going to tell us I can hear you. Because I know you like to read the scriptures loud along with me. And when I'm reading the scripture, I know I can count on you to read it with me. And so I can hear your voice as I'm reading your reading. Amen. Thank you for reading. Amen. You may be seated if you stand for the reading of the word of the Lord. I want to talk to you today on this topic. Resurrection power. Resurrection power. Resurrection power. Oh, I feel so strongly about this message this morning because I believe God just set it all up and directed me and guided me to get to this message to minister to you this morning. God will impart special illumination to us according to our need and in response to our prayer. Remember when we read the text at the beginning, it said, let's look at that text again where it says, then open he their understanding. And so apparently he needed to give them insight, illumination of their understanding, of his understanding of what he's trying to get them to understand. And so God will impart special illumination to us according to our need and in response to our prayers. Divine illumination is mentioned in scriptures quite a bit. In Numbers 22, 31, it says this, Then the Lord opened the eyes of Balaam. And he saw the angel of the Lord standing in the way and his sword drawn in his hand and he bowed down his head and fell flat on his face. He opened the eyes of Balaam. Second Kings 6 verse 17 And Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray thee, Open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw, and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire round about Elisha. Come on. Luke 24, verse 31. And their eyes were opened, and they knew him, and he vanished out of their sight. Let me tell you, there are many more instances instances in scriptures where the Lord opened the eyes of people so they can see what they ordinarily could not see. Every person that the scripture talked about eyes being open, they weren't blind. Mm-hmm. They, they, they were able to see. They weren't physically blind. They were physically able to see but the scripture says their eyes were opened by God because we can see physically but there are something still we can't see and except God open our eyes to see we're not able to see somebody in the house of the Lord this morning needs to say God open my eyes to see the things that I need to see somebody needs to say God open the eyes of my loved one that they can see the things that they need to see church we're not always seeing what we need to see and we need to say God I need to see the 
the things that you want me to see. And while I can physically see, there's still things I need to see that I'm not seeing. God, open my eyes that I can see. Somebody shout that God, open my eyes that I can see what I need to see. Open the eyes of my loved one that they can see what they need to see. God will bring illumination to us so we can see things. Amen. And so sometimes you got to stop and say, my God, I don't know what's going on. I don't understand it. And you need to stop and say, God, you know. Oh, my God. I don't understand it all, Lord. I'm not seeing it all, Lord. But I'm asking you to open my eyes to see what I need to see. What is happening, Lord? What do I need to see, Lord? What am I not seeing, Lord? Only you can help me, Jesus. And if you will open my eyes to see, then I will see it. Somebody need to shout. Out of the God. Open my eyes, Lord, to see what I need to see. Yes, Lord. Yes. Hallelujah. God can cause you to see things. That tells me there are things that's all around us that is taking place that we're not seeing. Come on. Come on. We're not seeing it. And except the Lord illuminate our mind to see it, mm-hmm. we're not seeing it. Right. In Luke 24. 31, we talked about that, about the Lord opening the eyes of people. In Luke 24, 46, we go into the text we just read. And so, 46 says, And said unto them, Thus it is written, and thus it behooved Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day. Hmm. It behooved Christ to suffer. It became, it was proper or necessary that the Messiah should suffer, lay down his life to be crucified. It was predicted of him and all things has happened as it was foretold. Mm-hmm. When it says that it was, it behooved Christ. Church, let me tell you something that you don't know about your God. Some of you may know this, some of you may not. Because I've said, said this many times, and I'll say it this morning again. I'm sure I say it every Resurrection Sunday. I know the message that's popular that we preach. Mm-hmm. is that Christ died for us and he rose and we know that even at Calvary shed his blood all that he did that we may be saved mm-hmm. but here is a missing element you don't know about Christ he had to do what he did Yes, he had to do it for us to say to be saved, but here is the part you don't know why he had to do it. He is responsible for the sin that is, that is in the world. <laughs> God is responsible for the sin or sins that we commit. What do you mean by that, preacher? Here is what God knows. You will love this about him. He said, I created you, 
I'm your father, you're my children. And whatever you do, it's my responsibility as your parent mm -hmm. to handle the business. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. So what God did when he went to the cross was take responsibility for what we have done because he knows if he didn't create us, this world will not have any sin in it. If we weren't created, the world would be sin free. So when he went to the cross, he was also taking responsibility for us doing wrong because he realized he didn't do wrong. He didn't make us do wrong, but he created us and we did wrong. Remember, I told you this story before, and if you heard it before, stay quiet and listen again. <laughs> My second oldest son, him and his friends was out playing. They were throwing rocks or hitting rocks with a baseball bat, whatever they were doing. And one of the pebbles hit my neighbor, my very next door neighbor, car windshield. My neighbor must have, he was a cop, state trooper. <laughs> and so he must have gathered some information before he knocked on our door and he said, uh, I knew I came in the door, he said, is Richard home? I said, sure. I said, Richard, come here. Did you think I walked away from the door when I said, Richard, come here? No, I'm Richard Parrott. And so I stood at the door with Richard, with my neighbor, and I he questioned Richard. He said, uh, you know, you know anything about the windshield? You know, shatter, blah, blah, blah. Richard said, no, don't know anything about it. <laughs> I said, you sure about that, Richard? He said, no. So my neighbor said, okay. So we closed the door, blah, 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 blah. A little bit later, Neighbor knocking the door again. Came out. My state trooper neighbor said, Richard, Thomas told me you and him were out there throwing or hitting rocks and it hit the windshield and shattered it. So here's the story here, Richard. I did, uh, um, I, I got an estimate for how much it would cost to replace my windshield and it cost $300. And so, because you and Thomas messed up my windshield. Uh, you will need to pay $150, and Thomas will need to pay $150. So I'm standing there. And so Richard said, Okay. I just smiled and said, Okay, no problem. And so I paid my neighbor $150, not Richard. I paid it. Why? He my son, he my child, he lived with me, he don't have nothing to pay. Amen. He could not pay, he didn't have what it took to pay. Well, it's the same thing with us, church. Amen. We didn't have what it took to pay. Amen. We couldn't make nothing right. We couldn't fix anything. Amen. And so our daddy, who is a responsible parent, yeah. he decided that because I created them and they caused this mess on the earth, I'm obligated to go to the cross and to pay the price. Amen. That's why it behooved Christ to suffer. He, he suffered purposely. He laid down his life purposely being a responsible father. Being one that says if I mess up, I gotta fix my mess up. And his mess up was creating us. Come my down. God. Come on. 
I know we like the good story, how he loves us and he went to the cross and gave his life. And that's all true. But he was also being responsible. Amen. <laughs> My Lord. And so it's amazing how his life, it was predicted. All these things was predicted about his life. Mm -hmm. What a powerful God we serve. Every single details that was foretold of his birth, right. his life, right. crucifixion, and resurrection was fulfilled. All of it. Nothing was left out. He fulfilled every single detail that was prophesied that would happen in his life. There was nothing left out. Come on. So, he did all of this. Why did Jesus do all of this? He did all of this so he can bring us all into right relationship with him and with each other. Jesus went through all of what he went through in his life so he can bring us all into right relationship with him and we can have right relationship with each other. Amen. That's an amazing thing. Amen. Realize that if he, <laughs> if Jesus could get us all to be in right relationship with him, then he wouldn't had had to go to the cross if we had right relationship oh, with him before the cross. So you understand he went to the cross in a, being a responsible parent and he's still trying to make sure we can live a life that is profitable and a life that is righteous and holy. And so we the people of God need to realize how he went to the cross and why he went to the cross and it's for us so our life can be different so we can have right relationship with him and with each other. Amen. 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 Let me tell you, it's hard to have right relationship with each other if you're not having right relationship with Christ. <laughs> I'll move on. Luke 24, 47. Listen to this. We're, we're talking about resurrection power. In, in 47, the word of the Lord says, and that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name among all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. 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 that's important to understand. He says, and that repentance. So he went through all of what he went through. And I told you he went through it to help us have right relationship with him. To help us to have right relationship with one another. But how that process would work is in this text. <laughs> how will that all come together? Us having right relationship with Jesus. Us having right relationship with each other. How will all of that come together? And we see it in this text here where it says, And that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name among all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. Come on, man. Mm. Help us, Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. You know what repentance is? Let me help you this morning with repentance. Because a lot of times we think repentance is, oh Lord, will you forgive me of my sins? 
Oh, it's a lot more than that, church. Repentance is a gift from God and is the natural result of proper response to the revelation of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, that might have went over some of your heads. Let me break it down a little bit more for you. When we come to know the truth of who Jesus really is Mm -hmm. and all he has done for us and how badly we have rebelled, disregarded, and rejected him, this should cause sorrow in our heart and move us to repent of our behavior. Right, right, right. Mm -hmm. If that can't get you moving, church, you're in big trouble. Come on now. Because once you come to know the truth of who Jesus really is and what he has done for you, and then you realize that who he is, what he's done, I'm still living a life of rebellion against him. I'm still living a life of disregard against him. I'm still living a life of rejection against him. If that don't get you to feel sorrow in your heart and say, my God, someone treated me this well, loved me this much, and I treat them that way. If that don't cause you to have sorrow to get down on your knees and say, Lord, I repent of my sin. I repent, Lord, for all of my wrong, for all of my bad behavior. I repent, Lord God, for being a, oh God, for rejecting your word and not obeying. Forgive me, Lord, for you have been good to me. You have loved me in spite of how I've lived my life, in spite of how I've rejected you. You've been good to me, Lord, and I'm so sorry for how I've treated you. Will you forgive me, Lord? Will you forgive? That's repentance! And that's how we should arrive at repentance. Let me give you some more. Repentance is a matter of inner transformation rather than reformation of behavior. Listen to me. You can go to AA if you have alcoholic problems. And they can help you change your behavior. You didn't repent. So repentance is not a matter of inner transformation. Repentance is a matter of inner transformation rather than reformation of behavior. We can't reform our behavior and say, oh, I I, I repent. No, no, no. Something has to happen. Transformation has to take place on the inside. When we truly repent, the Lord Jesus help us transform our selfish motives into Selfless motives. Amen. Amen. That's repentance. Come on. So the Lord says repentance and remissions should be preached. We just went over repentance. Now remission. Remission of sin takes effect when we're baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Ah. You go back and read Acts 2.38. It says, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins. So the only way sin gets removed is through baptism in the name of Jesus Christ. And so Jesus said that repentance and remission must be preached. 
And that's how we're going to get saved. Remission of sins take effect when we're baptized in the name of Jesus. We must preach Christ so people must know who Christ is and what he has done for them. That should lead them to repentance. So we must preach Christ. We must preach repentance and remission of sins, baptism, for our world to be saved and have a right relationship with their creator. They must know who he is. They must repent because they know who he is. And they must be baptized in his name. That's how we become saved. That's how we start our journey with right relationship with Jesus Christ. That's the Bible. I'm not telling you my opinion. I'm preaching to you the word of God that we must know Christ. We must understand what Christ has done for us. That should move us to repentance because we realize our actions have not been right for someone who has treated us so wonderfully and so lovingly. And that should drive us to repentance and cause us to be baptized and cause us to live a righteous and holy life. Clap your hands unto the Lord and thank you for what he has done. I'm almost there. And so we go to Luke chapter 24, verse 49. This is our main text. And behold, mm-hmm. I send the promise of my Father upon you. But tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until ye be endued with power from on high. From on high. Come on now. The promise of my Father. The promise which the Father had made to them through our Savior Jesus Christ. The promise was that they would be Filled, endued by the power of the Holy Ghost. Ghost. Uh huh. Listen to me. He was referring to the promise Mm -hmm. of God prophesied by so many prophets. But Joel, in Joel 2 and 28, he prophesied it clearly as day, and it shall come to pass. Afterwards, oh, man. Church, listen to me. Listen to me. Listen to me. This is so good. For many years I've read where it says, and it shall come to pass afterwards. And I kept saying to myself, well, what's afterwards? After what? After what? Oh, God. Church, listen to me. And it shall come to pass after his resurrection. And it shall come to pass after his resurrection that he will pour out his spirit upon all flesh. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall dream dreams. Your, your young your, your young men shall dream dreams. Your your old men shall see vision and also upon the servants and upon the handmaidens in those days will I pour out my spirit it was prophesied that he will pour out his spirit upon all flesh hallelujah Jesus it will come to pass after my resurrection yes Lord I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh through the promise the Lord Jesus poured out 
the resurrection power. Oh, the Holy Ghost is the resurrection power. Oh, we, the Lord, have we singing old time songs about his resurrection power moving in this hour. I'm telling you, God wanted me to tell you this morning about his resurrection power, about the gift that he gave us when he resurrected from the grave. And we need to take advantage of the resurrection power of Almighty God. He is God Almighty and he sent back the power so we can have the power. Whatever God says, it will come to pass. Whatever he tells us, it will come to pass. And so you can bank on it. You can trust it. You can obey it. Because whatsoever Jesus says, it shall come to pass. It will come to pass. He said he will send back that resurrection power. And he sent back the resurrection power for us. Somebody need to praise him. Hallelujah. Oh my God. Thank you, Lord. Listen. The Holy Ghost, the resurrection power on the day of Pentecost. He poured out His Spirit. The Holy Ghost, we know now today that He poured out His Spirit 50 days after He rose from the grave. He poured out His Spirit in Acts chapter 2 verse number 1. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire and it's and, 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 and it sat upon each of them and they were all somebody say all they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues and the Spirit gave them utterance the Lord said he would send back Holy Spirit his resurrection power and on the day of Pentecost 50 days after his resurrection he poured out his Spirit he gave us the resurrection power and today you you can have the resurrection power. Today you can receive the resurrection power. Today the resurrection power can come into your life. The resurrection power is real. The resurrection power is here. The resurrection power is moving. In Acts chapter 10, verse 44, the word of the Lord says, While Peter yet spake these words, the Holy Ghost fell on all them which heard the word, and they of the circumcision which believe were astonished, as many as came with Peter, because that of the Gentiles also was poured out the gift of the Holy Ghost, for they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. Then answered Peter, Can any man forbid that these should not be baptized, which have received the Holy Ghost, as well as we here? Church, hear me. Morning, God sent back the resurrection power for us, and we see in the scriptures that on the day of Pentecost, the resurrection power was poured out, and every person that worshiped the Lord in that upper room they received the resurrection power. We read here in Acts chapter 10 that the Gentiles, the Holy Spirit, the resurrection power was poured out upon them, and 
and they receive it like they receive it back in the upper room. I'm telling you, when Jesus said he would send back the resurrection power, he kept his word. Today we can still receive that power. We need the power of the resurrection to move in us. Hallelujah. My God. Jesus. My God. We must have the resurrection power of the Holy Ghost to stand in these days. You can't stand in these days without the resurrection power. If we didn't need the resurrection power, the Holy Ghost, the Lord Jesus would not have gone through all that he did to provide us with the resurrection power. We need the Holy Ghost. We must have the Holy Ghost. We will not make this journey without the Holy Ghost. We need the Holy Ghost to stand in the evil hour temptation. We need the Holy Ghost to be powerful witnesses of Jesus Christ. We need the Holy Ghost to teach us more truth and to remind us of truth we already received. We need the Holy Ghost to empower us in righteousness and in holiness. We need the Holy Ghost to ascend to heaven as our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ ascended to heaven. We need the Holy Ghost Hey, somebody hear me this morning. Uh, the resurrection power was promised. Uh, he sent it, uh, and we're receiving it today. Uh, you can receive it right now. Uh, it's the resurrection power that will do the work uh, that we need done in our lives. Clap your hands on the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Woo! I close. With this, in Romans chapter 8, verse number 11, the word of God says, But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwelleth in you. Don't you think it's important that his spirit dwell in you? Don't you think it's important that the resurrection power dwell in you? Because if we don't have the resurrection power dwelling in us, we will not be able to leave this place ascending to heaven like our Messiah, our Savior ascended. When he was here, we read the text this morning. As he blessed his disciples, he lifted his hands and he began to ascend to heaven. We will ascend to heaven if we have the resurrection power dwelling in us. We need the resurrection power, the Holy Ghost, to dwell in us that we can ascend to heaven. Right, come on. Hallelujah. If Jesus did not raise from the grave, we would not have the opportunity to receive the resurrection power, the Holy Ghost. Look at John chapter 16, verse 7. The Bible says in verse 7 in John chapter 16, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. This is Jesus. It is expedient for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the Comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him. He didn't say it. I will send, send him because God is sending back his spirit. 
His Spirit is the Holy Ghost. His Spirit is the resurrection power. And He says, I send it back to you. I send Him back to you. If I don't go, you can't receive my power. So let me go so I can send my power back to you. The resurrection power, the Holy Ghost will comfort you always. No matter what's making you uncomfortable, the resurrection power, if you receive it, you can be comforted while there's uncomfortable situations. Call on Him that you may receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Ask Him to stir up the gift of the Holy Ghost that is in you. We should be asking Him if we already have the gift. Lord, stir up that gift. We should be asking Him to pour out His Spirit and then fill us with His gift because we need the resurrection power in order to be sustained, in order to live this life, in order to continue on this journey, in order to be His witness, in order to stand in the times of temptation, in order to live a righteous and holy life. We need the resurrection power. We need the help of the Holy Ghost. We can't make it without the Holy Ghost. Let's stay. Hallelujah, Jesus. Glory, glory. glory Resurrection glory. power. The Lord just kept putting it in my mind about he sent back his power when he left here he gave us a gift. Mm -hmm. When he was born he came physically as the gift. Mm. when he laid down his life and picked it back up again and ascended to heaven mm -hmm. he gave us another gift this right. time was his spirit, was his spirit. Right. because we need him always to work on our behalf to empower us for whatever we need to do we need to lift our hands to heaven this morning wherever you are you can receive the resurrection power Hallelujah. wherever you are this morning God can fill you with his spirit if you really want to be filled with his spirit Amen. wherever you are this morning if you will not take for granted that God wants to fill you with his spirit you can receive the Holy Spirit the resurrection power right now mm -hmm. and for some of you if you have not been baptized for the remission of sins, you can be baptized today. All you have to do is let us know. I will come where you are. I can bring you to the baptism tank where I can baptize you. If you need to be baptized today, all you have to do is reach out to us. Amen. Send a message to us. We will get you baptized today. If you need the Holy Ghost, you can receive it right now. We're going to pray for you, and we're believing God will fill you with the gift of the Holy Ghost because you need the Holy Ghost. God knows you need the Holy Ghost. God knows you can't make it without the Holy Ghost. It's the resurrection power. If we're going to rise like heroes, we need the resurrection power to work in us. And so this morning is your opportunity. If you have not yet received the resurrection power,
lift your hands with me. Lift your hands with me in the name of Jesus. Come on, wherever you are, lift your hands with me. In the name of Jesus, I want you to open your mouth now and begin to thank God for his goodness. I want you to open your mouth now and begin to give him high praise. Hallelujah is the highest praise. I want you to open your mouth now and begin to say, Lord, I thank you. I love you. I honor you. There is none like you. You are my God. You are my King. Will you fill me this morning with that resurrection power? God, I can't live without the resurrection power. I can't make this journey without the resurrection power. I can't be holy and righteous without the resurrection power. I can't receive more truth and get truth to come back to my memory without the resurrection power. In the name of Jesus Christ, Lord, I pray for every person with uplift hands right now that will call on your name. I pray, God, that you will fill them with your spirit, that they will receive the resurrection power and begin to speak with other tongues according to what the Bible says. In the name of Jesus Christ, Lord, we lift our hands to you and we worship you, oh great God. We magnify your name, oh great God. We want your will to be done. We want your kingdom to come. And oh God, today I pray that somebody, many of us, Lord God, will receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Oh God, in this service today, and those of us that already have the Spirit, the resurrection power in us, will you stir it up, Lord God, that we can be one with you, that we can be in alignment with you, that we can walk in harmony with you. In the name of Jesus Christ, Lord, I pray, let it be so, let it be so, let it be so. In the name of Jesus Christ, we need that resurrection power, oh great God. We can't live without that resurrection power, oh great God. We can fill us with that resurrection power. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, we need that resurrection power. We want to be ready when you come. We want to be prepared to meet you, Lord God. And without the resurrection power, we can't. Will you fill us now, Lord, with your power that we can be changed, that we can be ready to be transformed in the name of Jesus. Oh, somebody worship him today and give him honor today and bless his name. The Lord is good, his mercy and lasting truth. Endure unto all generation. Let the Lord know how you feel about him. Let the Lord know you love him. Let the Lord know you adore him. Come on, somebody, right where you are. Don't do now yet. Just focus on Jesus. Don't leave the podcast yet. Just respond to Jesus. Don't, don't just trust him right now. He wants to fill you with the resurrection power. Lift your hands again and say, Lord. I want your spirit to live inside of me. I want your spirit to overshadow me. I want to be filled with your spirit, Lord. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Come on, let God have his way. Let God have his way. In the name of Jesus. Come on, call on his name. Pray and praise him. The Lord is good. The Lord is merciful. The Lord is gracious. The Lord is kind. He wants to give you what you need this morning. If you will just cry out to Him. If you will worship Him. If you will lift up His name 
you are the answer and that you can do what needs to be done. Jesus, we love you. Jesus, we love you. We thank you, Lord God, for bringing us together. We thank you for the church of the living God. We thank you for all the blessings you've bestowed upon us. Oh, hallelujah. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. Church, I pray you heard every word today. From the very beginning of this message, of me talking to you about this great opportunity to be saved. This great opportunity to draw nigh unto him. This great opportunity to prepare ourselves to meet him. And now we will understand the resurrection power. How badly we need the resurrection power. How we must have the resurrection power. How we need the resurrection power working in our lives. In order for us to fulfill this journey, we need the resurrection power. One more time, if we will go before the Lord as we pray in dismissal. Father, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Lord, even when we're dismissed from this service, I pray that this word, your message, your presence, will just move in all of our lives. And that, Lord, today will be a day where we will just continuously be overshadowed by your presence. That, Lord God, we'll continue to hear the words of God in our mind. And it will remain in our heart and grow and produce good fruit. Lord, bless and keep this church, our families, our loved ones. Lord, we pray your protection. We pray your mercy. We pray your kindness and your love. Oh, Lord Jesus, save us from our sins. Save us from destruction, Lord God. Oh God, and let your spirit enable us to respond to you in obedience, to respond to you in faith. Jesus, we love you. We thank you. We give you honor. We give you praise. I pray the blessings of the Lord will flow in the homes of every person of this church until we come back together again. Church, I love you. In Jesus' name, have a wonderful afternoon. God bless you and keep you. Enjoy your Resurrection Sunday. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord.